0: Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Mesa Christian Church. Like you're not a leader, you make cupcakes and you work on the coffee machine, yeah, but you're not a leader. And so I was kind of confused as to why she thought she may be there and I went across to Amy standing about here and I said, so Amy, are you here about your leadership role on the coffee machine? And she said, no, no, I'm up here because I've decided that I want Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life. And do you, this, is, this is the thing with salvation. So do you know that every person in the church stood to their feet and applauded loudly with no encouragement because everybody knew Amy, everybody loved Amy, and we loved her into the kingdom. I reckon soul winning is so easy if we just get our heart in the right place. Question time, okay? So I've taught you everything I know, all right? Um, in an hour, in an hour and a bit, and I hope it's helped you. But I hope some of the principles there that you've got will help you to be effective in evangelism. Okay? I do say this. Let me let me finalise it with this. You've got to be connected to a church because lone lone, what do they call them? Lone wolves get taken out. Even in the lion world, the lion always gets the loner. And the devil loves loners. They get taken out. They get into moral situations. They get stuffed up. They just, they're gone. And I've seen them a thousand times. No matter how spiritual you are, you'll get taken out if you're a loner. And so you can't be a loner, okay? Question time. Anybody got any questions? Let's go. I've talked enough. Questions. Hopefully you've written a couple down while I've been doing all that. I've got one. Yep. So when it comes to, like, if you can come with people that are bombarded with stuff and you always get those big questions, like... Oh, hang on. Sorry. How about the children? Like, you get bombarded with those questions, like, the heavy questions, like, what about the children? How come this happens? How, like, all that sort of stuff. What's, what's sort of your thought process on, like, um, even just... I don't, how do you normally hear from the Holy Spirit and what do, you, what do you say to those sort of things? So what you're saying, Matt, is if they bring an argument about the children dying in Africa and all that sort of stuff, OK? So I, I am very aware that people love to, di- what do you call it, digress, to, to divert, divert the focus of themselves. I never allow that to happen. So obviously, in many situations I've been in, they've tried to digress like that or divert my attention to put up an heck, how would I answer that, the starving kids in Africa. And so then I try to give some goofy example that's never, ever going to work. And so next thing you've lost the whole thing. So I say, yeah, I understand there are hurting people in Africa of which we've all got to do a better job, but this is not about them today, it's about you. And I always bring the attention back, it's about you. And I, I make them known that I'm very aware and that we're doing stuff right now. We've got orphanages that we're trying to help. And I say, one of the issues that you're talking about, sir, is the issue of an ambulance at the bottom of the cliff. I like to address it with putting a fence at the top of the cliff. And so I say, the fence at the top of the cliff starts right here with you, sir. Who knows what could happen in your life from now on? But let's get you in the right place with God, and let's get you so connected with what God wants to do to help those kids over there. I reckon it starts with you. And if you bring it back every time, they have no argument for that. They have, if you bring it back to them every time, as much as they try to go off track, just bring it back to them. I've I, I, And you become good at that. When I say there's no techniques to this, every situation is different and you'll have different answers. You've got to flow, you've got to hear God and hear that voice of the Spirit. But you become very good at reading people and reading the situation. Good question. Incidentally, every question's a good question. I meant to say that to start with. Otherwise, people thinking, my question, a dumb question. question Yours will be a good one, Ross. you haven't talked No. Yeah. So I will really use the Bible, okay? I will really, I'll use my own story. I'll use the power encounter of God and I'll use John 3.16 for God so loved you. I'll, basically, honestly, don't confuse people with a whole lot of Bible scriptures. John 3.16 will do the trick. Otherwise, what happens, I find you, incidentally, the, the couple I led to the Lord the other day, I went right through Romans 6, Romans 6, 7, and 8. I read the entire thing to them and until... So once again, every situation is different because right there I felt that these people were in such a place they needed to have some clarity on what the gospel is, salvation is. You don't want just people making an emotional decision. I felt we were kind of there. So it made me read some serious uh, scripture even about baptism now here's the deal guys this actually is this is just a decision you make today and is it Romans 6 or Romans 8 that talks about baptism I can't remember now 6 yeah and I said here's what it says about baptism so yeah it's good that you're giving your life to Jesus today or that you desire to because they hadn't done it by then but we want to see you baptized in the next two weeks and, uh, and this is what the Bible says. You haven't really stepped across the line until you get baptised. And uh, that's when she started saying, stop, stop. I just want to get Jesus right now, you know, which was very cool. <laughs> and, uh, and so um, I think, once again, I'm light on scripture. I'll use John 3.16. And, of course, when you come to leading them to Christ, when I get to the point of, hey, okay, they're saying, yeah, I want to give my I want to accept Jesus Christ to say. This is what the Bible says, okay? The Bible says that if you confess Christ with your mouth, you will be saved. You will be forgiven. So I do use scripture at that stage, okay? Sure. Just I don't be like the guy whacking his Bible down, are you a Christian? Like, what the heck is that? You know? It's like hurting people don't need religion. Yeah. Hurting people need someone who cares enough to say, I love you. And which is where I went with that guy. I gave that, incidentally, that guy is a friend of mine now who did that to me that day. I had him almost turning into a reincarnationist until I said, um, then I said, mate, you suck. That's what I said to him, you suck at Christianity. I am a born again, Holy Spirit filled Christian. And when we land, I want to take you out for a coffee to give you some instruction on how to be the most effective evangelist in the world. How many people have you led together with your big fat Bible, are you a Christian trick? And he said, nobody. (laughs) Now that we are Facebook friends, he has, I think at the last count, because we communicate a lot on it now, I think at last count he's led, led like 40 people to Christ. Just as a result of being related. Because I said to him, here's what I said to him. Because you've got to really care about people. See, even Karen says that I cared about her. That's a compassion. Because when he said to me, are you a Christian? It's just horrible. Just horrible. You know, like, obviously my son hadn't died two weeks before that. My son had died like six years before that. But... I said to him, "I made it. My, my son got killed the other day and all you care about is if I'm a Christian, I don't like God. He killed my son. What answers have you got for that? Like, and that's where people are at in the world. So I just gave him an illustration of what people feel when you say goofy stuff like that to them. Without like, hey, great to be, which I've had this example. I've sat beside, I, I sat beside a girl one day flying from Auckland to Tauranga and we were, it's just a short flight. I sat beside her, and this is how it should go, okay? Can I say this to yeah. And, and I, this is how it should work. Like, so I sat beside her. And, in fact, I wasn't meant to sit in that seat but I didn't want to sit in my seat, row 99, so I sat in row two where she was sitting just because I was the last one on the plane after they'd called my name. Don McDonnell, the plane's about to take off. Where are you? It's a good time to walk onto the plane because, oh, there's a clear seat right there. I'll sit in that one, please, uh, front row. And uh, So I sat down beside her and then she said this to me, which was very funny. She said, strange thing you're sitting there because I asked that that seat remain vacant which obviously it was meant to be. And uh, then I said, well, it must be a God appointment. And then I said, why did you ask for it to be vacant? And she said, because my mother is dying in hospital. Mm -hmm. And then I knew why I was sitting there. And so I got talking to her, and and I just talked to her. I didn't say I was a Christian or anything. I just started talking to her about her mum. Man, man, this is what I said to her. That's right, I remember now. It's just come back to me. I said... How sad that must be. Your mother's dying in hospital. I said, can you tell me how that, how does that feel to have your dear mum dying in hospital? See, see, sadly to say, we think we're the answer. This is a good illustration, actually, because we want to say, jeepers, let me pray for you. We can get your heart fixed right now. And that's the goofy stuff we do with our so called Christianity. But I said, no, no. I said, well, look, it's amazing. I said, I'm so glad I sat here right now. Because could you tell me what does that feel like to have your mother dying in hospital? It must be horrible. And she started to cry and she told me all about how bad it was having a mother dying and how sad and I'm nearly crying listening to her tell a story. And and I said, Man, and, and I, I, I actually end up holding I said, well I don't want to hold your hand that's all, that's weird <laughs> and, and I said, man I, I just really feel for you and she's crying while she's telling me I didn't mention Christianity and then um, she says this to me this was so flippin' cool then she says, I just wish I still knew Jimmy and I'm like well who the heck's Jimmy and she said well, Jimmy is a guy who could have given me the answer for this situation. Jimmy could have helped me. And she said, five years ago, I used to work for Jimmy, and we were teaching together, and he was a Christian guy, and he had all the answers for this stuff. So remember, I've never said a word. She doesn't know I'm a Christian. And I said, because I'm thinking, all the Christians I know, and I know this guy called Jimmy. And so I said, Man, so have you lost track of Jimmy? Where does he live? She said, I've got no idea where Jimmy lives now. I heard he shifted to Auckland and became a pastor. And I'm thinking, I know Pastor Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) While she's telling us. And I said, you know what? I said, I think I've heard of that guy. I think I know him. And she's like, oh, really? Do you think you could get his number for me? And I didn't want to give her his number until I'd had a chat. So the second I got off that plane, see, this is what we've got to realise too. Sorry, I should have said this long ago. You need to realise you may be just a link in the chain. Yeah, that's very good. Because I think too often we think, "Yeah, I'm Mr. Christian, going to get you healed over your broken heart over your mother and get all this sorted just in one plane trip. (laughs) Bull, who do you think you are? (laughs) And that's incidentally what the Holy... Here's the funny thing. That's listening to the Holy Spirit, because I wanted to say that. We all want to. I wanted to say, I'm going to pray for you right now. Your mother's going to be all right. Your heart's going to get healed. Everything's going to be, it's going to be glorious. And the Holy Spirit said, shut up, you idiot. (laughs) And that's how he talks to me. And I wish he'd talk to a lot of other people like that, because that's how I get it, okay? And the minute I got off that plane, the first phone call I made, Jimmy, you wouldn't believe it do you know Amy? And he he said, Amy, I said, you apparently used to teach with her in Hamilton. And I said, apparently you were in school together and then you shifted away and you came to Auckland to be a pastor. And right now her mother's dying in hospital and she's broken hearted. And I reckon if you rang her right now, you could have a real win there because I believe it's your, your opportunity. Well, Jimmy rung Amy up. Jimmy ended up going to the hospital Jimmy ended up leading mum to Christ before she died and led Amy to Christ at the same time and they're both now in the kingdom simply because I didn't interrupt the process that God was sitting me there for just to be a link in the chain. That, that, I hope that answered your question. Any other questions tonight before we go home? Yeah, you're not allowed to ask them all. What, what do you say if you start sharing with them and you can tell that they're searching but they say, oh, I've tried that before. I've tried being a Christian before. Okay. I've tried Christianity before. I will generally, because this is where it generally ends up, that, okay? I will very quickly head this way. And, and you've got to realize every situation's different once again, okay? So I'm reading this from a perspective that I've been in, okay, where people have literally said that to me. And I've said, yeah, I would say this would be the answer for you today then. Have you had a relational encounter with Jesus Christ? Because sometimes what we get is we get religion, and religion will never be your answer. And you can receive Christ, and you can have some sort of a religious experience, but until you're having a relationship with Christ, where it's a one-on-one relationship and he's talking to you, you will find it empty and you will find it non-fulfilling. And so that would be the general pathway I'd go down there. I find that people who have generally been there have had some kind of an experience that never had relational connection. People, so a lot of them I'll find, this is what I'll find, they've come to an altar on a church that never had, I I told you about the girl, Amy the Cupcake Maker, she had so many relational connections. This is why I love the church. This is why I honour Pastor Ross and Mary for having this night because I reckon the church is the ultimate place to bring lost souls. Because they need to connect. There needs to be connection. People discover Christ on an altar. That, that, to me, is just one step. Somebody who's never been to church and who comes to church and comes up on the altar and makes a decision. I mean, we've all, you know, I don't know if you've heard of Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames and all that stuff. We've done that. And we've had, like, 500 people on the altar. And you ring them the next day because you've got to ring them in 24 hours or you're going to miss them altogether. And you ring them up the next day and they're saying... I didn't make a decision for Christ. No, no, nothing happened. No, no, I don't want to talk to you about that. Do you want to come to church? No, I don't want to go back to church. Man, no, that was just an emotional thing. No, see you later. And bang, down goes the phone. So what you've got to realise, the best salvations you'll ever get, that's why we're doing this and that's why I need these guys, is because the best salvation you ever get is when someone brings. See, a girl, uh, I'm trying to think of a name right now, Taryn was the one who brought Amy. Taryn brought Amy to church as her friend. Taryn was disappointed when Amy walked out. I think Taryn had something to do with the group asking her to help on the cafe, which built relationship, which was the greatest key. Relationships always the key. Yeah. Brian's become my friend, you know, I made sure Brian became my, I can't be everybody's friend, I'm barely in town. but. I'm trying to be friend to far too many people actually. and uh, so every person I lead to Christ, I try to be their friend to connect them until they get growing in God. Without relationship, many people will have that and we've got to be we've got to guard against that too. We don't want to have people coming up and making decisions and becoming, what do you call it? They become huh? Yeah, anaesthetised to the gospel. We don't want that happening, so there's a responsibility on us to get people connected via relationship. Yes. We need to always remember that. Any other questions? Or have I explained it too well? There must be. Yeah. Just, um, Sorry. Has... No, don't put me on the mic. Please, just when, so everybody can hear. Okay, when, when someone has no knowledge of God whatsoever, yes. how do you... Uh, my um my husband's niece just lost one of her fingers in a really bad accident and she asked her mother like why did god do this to me yeah and so vanessa asked me (laughs) because i'm probably one of the few christians that she knows and i'm like well god didn't do it to her (laughs) but i can't go past that point like Where do you go from there if they have no knowledge of God whatsoever? I don't know if anybody... We've probably all had experiences like that, okay? And they are very difficult experiences. Um, I think, and my answer to that would be, in in my experience, okay, because we've all got different lifestyles and we've all had different encounters. Because I've had some things happen, like, for example, my accident that I had where I was paralysed, all of these things help me to bring some sort of hope to these people that don't realise we live in an evil world where bad things happen to good people. Yeah. And, and so to try and explain that, when you haven't been through something, it's quite difficult. When you have been through, and I sometimes wonder, oh God, why did these things happen to me? It's actually, believe it or not, helped me in a million of those situations yes. actually bring the gospel. So I would, in a situation like that, either try to get them connected to that story, a story of someone who's been through something that was a Christian like myself, or try to get them becoming aware that God, bad things do happen to a lot of good people and that we live in a world that is cursed with sin and evil and that's why we need to step into the promise of God. So that's, that's a very good question because I think we come up with that a lot and we come up against that a lot and it can it can put you off, it can stop you. But I would say once again to be their friend through that and to walk through it with them and to bring them out the other side would be the greatest thing you can do, because I don't think there is an easy answer to that. I, unless we're working in the miracle field where you can restore both fingers, it's like really we need to walk through it with them. Okay? Does this have another insight on that? But you will get that. Honestly, I meet people all the time on those sort of things who. Um, Bad, you know, like the person who said to me, Don, you're a better person since your son got killed, which wasn't the nice thing to hear on the day. But thank God I'm so free. It, does, You know, a lot of people get so offended over that, like, I oh, want to hit you right now, you know, and all that. But to me, it's like no issue because I'm free. And if you're carrying that sort of junk, it's not going to... Incidentally, one thing I should say here tonight before we finish is that if you hold... Any unforgiveness, forget about evangelism. Mm -hmm. If you hold the remotest bit of unforgiveness towards somebody or something that happened, you will be ineffective because it's the anointing of the Holy Spirit that does the work and you will not have the power of the Holy Spirit with you. And I think, I meet a lot of people incidentally who try to do evangelism but who who harbour unforgiveness. Forget it. Just forget it the greatest thing that ever happened in my life on the day after i got born again i forgave every single person in my life and i've been free every day of my life since that's that's how my life went i i don't like there's not one person who i'm mad at or or or, or thinking i hate you or whatever there's just nothing just nothing the devil can never hang me on that one you know and and i think we need to be re- very very fr- sorry question Just in response of what you were talking about there, um, I find a lot of Christians and a lot of non-believers initially react to the surface. React to the? To the surface issue, the surface problem. The finger got lost. That's the reaction where it's starting from. But in a lot of cases, that's not really the issue. It's the issue that's underneath. Very true. And you've got to look for that underneath issue. That is brilliant. That is actually brilliant. That's that's a great answer to the question you asked. Like I said before, a lot of people will try and distract you. The finger's not the issue. That is true. There's stuff in the heart that they're battling with, you know. Um, I mean, yeah, I lost my son, but I don't use that as a reason I hate God, you know. It's like when he sets you free. When you're free in your spirit. All the things of this world mean nothing to you any longer anyway. And so God gives you that ability to walk through storms and come out the other side shining. So, yeah. Any other questions? And we need to pray for people. Uh, It's right up the back, is it? Well, you can use your own mic. Maybe you can't. Yeah, say if um uh, you've uh, talked to someone about like whether they wanted to come in and just sit in on a service or even just um, something like that, but they they have like a little bit of a joke or they're nervous, but their response is that they um was it they still feel like they're sinning or they're still doing stuff that they shouldn't and they're going to be judged, all the roof is going to cave in and all this stuff and they're going to burst into flames and this is what they're thinking and that's the only way they can talk to you but you can see that they want to come but they're worried about being judged. How do you go about saying that they're not going to be judged by the people in the church? one of the prayer is a, I haven't even had time to cover that but prayer is a huge dynamic in all this. we need we need to pray to unlock men's and women's souls all right yeah. and and if you're not doing that at the same time I mean I I pray sincerely about every person I meet cuz there will be like my here's my um my bank manager okay I always use a story on these things cuz that's how it's real to me so my bank manager literally used to think that the church would collapse if he walked in it. He, he like he literally used to say that to me. Like if I walked in the church, the whole roof will collapse because God hates me. You know. And anyway, but he, this is where and why I always go to. You can't have a one-winged dove. We're not just out there to bring. It's not like we. I don't need another notch in my belt. got enough it's going to fall to pieces you know we've we've got to be out there bringing the gifts of the spirit along with the fruits of the spirit so I'm going to love have compassion be patient but then I'm going to bring words of knowledge I'm going to bring word words of supernatural prophetic insight into his life and I remember my bank manager was telling me all the stuff that the the roof will collapse you know and he's smoking away what he's telling me and uh, then I said to him I said funny thing when you're talking about that I'm just sitting here and God tells me that your wife is struggling with an illness right now is that true and he starts crying the bank manager starts weeping and then says and how did you know and I said that's because God cares about your man the roof's not going to collapse. God cares about you. Ended up leading him, for, leading him to Christ and he's flipping banker's chair, praying with him and leading him to Christ and he's banker's chair. All of that stuff. This is why we've got, you know, that's why I shouldn't even be talking about evangelism tonight. I should be talking about the baptism in the Holy Spirit because that's where I said right at the beginning, I introduced this by saying it's the Holy Spirit that leads you into effective evangelism. Yeah, sure. And so I I use, does that help your question? Like a word of knowledge, man, unlocks every, dissolves every argument, even the finger. You bring a word of knowledge about something that happened. Yeah, the the loss of the finger, I can understand the pain you went through and, and it's so sad you've lost your finger. But you know what? I really believe God's shown me right now what happened to you when you were five years old has affected you with such grief inside your life and locked you up and put you under a curse and it's caused you to live in that and you've only lost your finger. Why don't you get right with God before something else happens as a result of that curse that's come from your five-year-old background? And boy, you'll find people break down, they cry, they want Jesus in their life right then. I I don't think we use the gifts enough. Full stop. I think... The Pentecostal church today has one hundred percent lost the use of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So We're a whole bunch of, 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 impotent tongue talking, and that's where we only use the tongue talking. ba 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 But we can't bring a word of knowledge. We can't pray for the sick. We can't bring a prophetic word of wisdom. Why is that? If one gift's available, they all are. Yeah. Yep. And 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 I would. I would probably, it's Karen Bartish, the girl I read right at the beginning. That's how she got saved. One word of knowledge. Yeah. One word of, I, I hopped into the elevator. And incidentally, that day when I went to the elevator, the, the girl, I didn't even tell you the story, sorry. But I was, I was in a, I, I'm a competitive person. So when I saw them walking down the corridor to get the elevator, I wanted to beat them there. That's how it happened. (laughs) And so I was walking really quick to get there before them and I got there and pushed the button. The door opened so I got in first and when they came into the elevator I said, this is going to be the greatest day in your life. God's going to do a miracle. And they looked at me like I was a space cadet. And then I said to them, in fact, it would be really cool if you invited me to have breakfast with you this morning. You don't just do that to people. They would have thought, who the heck are you, you goon? No, you're not having breakfast with us. But something happened when I said that, that as you heard in the letter, unlocked her spirit. One word of knowledge that unlocked her spirit enabled her to look past everything else. That'd be great if you had breakfast with us. I sit down and have breakfast with them. And then I said, the reason we're having breakfast together, I really feel that God wants to do a miracle in your lives. I didn't know what it was at the time. And then I shared my story. And that's when I end up leading them to Christ. Then I said, at the end of that, I think it'd be cool if we went back to your guy's room and I anointed you with some of your perfume. And we got a miracle happening here after she'd told me what was wrong with her. And sure enough, we went back to her room and prayed for her. Her husband's like crying because he can't believe that I even cared. They'd never met me before. they get this anointing come on them. I never expect to ever hear from them again. See, it's never about God. I've got another tick. It's never, I never expected to ever hear about them in my life again. And it was only the fact that I left them one of my cards that I actually did get the, get the letter. And thank you very much. I'm now totally healed and I'm a Christian and I'm going to church. Hallelujah. Since then, incidentally, I've flown to Melbourne and met with her and her husband, Chris, and they're totally flipping fired up, let me tell you. Anyway, there we go. Yeah, Yeah, I should pray for people, otherwise you'll be here all night. We've run out of time. Gone way up. Let's pray. Here's what I want to do, all right? So um, I apologise if we didn't give you enough info, but let me tell you right now, a four-hour thing. We've covered pretty much a lot of... I gave um, but I'm going to, let, let me pray for you. Here's what I'm going to say. Please just be real. Yep. People love realness. And people, when you haven't got an answer incidentally, people love you to say I haven't got an answer. Yep. They just want you to be real. We're all in the same boat, really, you know. I don't understand half the stuff that happens, but I'm always real with them. And I say, you know, man, I wish I understood that a whole lot more. But I can tell you this I know a God in heaven who can answer that question and often I'll say what I'll usually try to do even with the girl like you you brought up your niece I'll usually say can I pray because I find this when I start praying for people God will show me pictures God will show me revelation and next thing I'm saying hey when you were five did this happen bingo the whole thing's answered and there's a miracle happening and they give it I mean I have literally not thousands but Hundreds of people get saved just in my private world as a result of this. And I think, is it hard? Nah it's not hard. It's a piece of cake. And and I just say that because be real. You know, it's not like I'm never stressed about I don't even it's like if I, if he was a sinner today and I'm I'm not I'm not living under the pressure, gotta get him saved, gotta get him saved. I'm never there. I'm just loving the guy. I've got friends right now who don't know Christ who are great friends of mine, love me and they respect the fact that I'm a Christian, and they will get saved. And the reason they'll get saved is because I'm their friend number one. And I think let's be friends and lead people to Christ, all right? Amen? We're yep. going to pray. Father, I thank, you for every, I thank you for what we've talked about tonight. Thank you, Lord, for the power of the gospel. I thank you that you want the body of Christ to be fully functional. That, that's just a word I get right there. You know, if if 15% of your body is not functioning, if it's your leg, you're not doing that well. It's difficult to get around. I reckon the body of Christ has so many times 15% of the evangelists in the church are not functioning. And I would stir up that gift in this church today. And I honor you for being here. And I declare over your lives right now that God would supernaturally empower you to see people Radically set free in Jesus' name. That God would give you such a compassion for the lost that you would see pictures of them, a movie screen going before your eyes when you sleep at night, that you would meet those people at the next day and that you would have divine encounters with them in Jesus' name. So Father, I pray for every person here right now that the gift that's on my life would get onto them in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray let there be a supernatural impartation of evangelism. Across this place right now, Whoa. Lord, with the gifts of the Spirit manifested in our God, I pray. In fact, here's what we're gonna. Here's what I'm gonna do right now. Instead of praying like that, I'm gonna say, if you're here tonight, there's three groups I want to pray for. Okay, number one, if you have the fear of man, stand up right now because that'll stop everything. Okay, fear of man. If you if you're fearful in situations, if you have the Peter syndrome to an excessive extent, where it actually stops you from sharing your faith. Is there anybody here like that? Just stand up right where you are. And, and this is not about condemning anybody. You're going to get set free tonight, all right? So so I'm, I'm, I'm believing for great, great reports to come out of this. So, okay, so one, two, three, four, five, six people, seven, eight, sorry, standing. I want to get you folk out the front right now because I'll tell you what, a miracle is going to happen tonight, okay? A miracle is going to happen tonight. Fear is actually a demon spirit. And I'm not saying anybody's possessed, but I will say this, that we will be influenced to such a degree that when the opportunity is so ripe for us to deliver the message of hope, we get locked down. And leave right now, I'm going to say this to you standing here, simply because you are, see, this is where obedience is so huge. I believe tonight God is going to set you free of the spirit of fear. It's gone, even as you got out of your chair, gone in Jesus' name. Why do I believe that? Because I used to have it. And I stood on an altar like this, I remember clearly the day I came out and the Holy Spirit just totally set me free. So I'm going to ask you to lift your hands toward heaven right now. And I want you to make this your prayer tonight. In the name of Jesus... I renounce the spirit of fear. fear. You will never intimidate me again. again. Tonight, in in obedience to God's call on my life, life. I have stepped onto this altar altar. because the Holy Spirit Spirit. informed me that I would be free of your torment. So right now, I receive total deliverance. The blood of Jesus Christ is against you, Satan. You no longer have any authority over my life. I am a blood-brought son or daughter of the living God, and I receive my freedom right now in Jesus name thank you, Lord for setting me free. thank you Lord for setting me free now just start speaking in tongues and thanking him across here and Holy Spirit anointing sets you free right there the anointing sets you free right there there it goes I just see it right now I just see a freedom even in your vocal cords I see a freedom coming and I see what used to restrict Will never restrict again. Just gone right there, freedom. There it went. Right there. There it went. Right there. Right gone. Gone. Man, I'll tell you what. There's an anointing come on your life where fear used to be, and anointing's come. Holy Spirit, right now. I thank you for total, complete. Free. In fact, I'll tell you what. Fear of men through words that have been spoken in the past. Fear has gripped you so many times. It's influenced your life. But God says, never, ever again. Never, ever again. Oh, boy, you've been set free tonight, I tell you. Man alive, the anointing of the Holy Spirit right here. Holy Spirit, now in Jesus' name. Get ready to walk with us. In fact, I, I, I believe even tonight as you walked out here, stepped up onto this altar that God calls you not natural but in the spirit Smith Wigglesworth used to say this I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside that happened to you tonight there it goes in Jesus name Holy Spirit right now anointing 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 the anointing breaks the yoke incidentally and I believe right now a spirit of boldness gets on you thank you Lord God for the oh boy total breakthrough it's already happened in Jesus name just as I go to pray for you God says a mighty woman of faith okay mighty woman of faith Holy Spirit wouldn't tell me that for nothing at all. I believe that you have faith, that you're a mighty woman of faith on the inside. Fear's tried to restrict that and hold it back. You're going to be like Peter and you're going to step out of the boat and greater will be your faith right now. Faith, faith, faith is going to release people. Holy Spirit, I thank you. Oh, boy, I tell you right now, you are going to be a weapon in the hands of an awesome God. Okay? A weapon in the hands of an awesome God. Um, I, I, this is what I just saw Samson picked up the jawbone of an ass and took out a 3,000 Philistines I think it was God says you've considered yourself, this is what he tells me you've considered yourself not to be good enough for what he would require of you but God says I've picked you up and when you're in my hand you are sanctified and anointed Jesus name. Thank you, Jesus name Holy Ghost thank you Lord okay now that we're all free Here's what's going to happen. I want to pray for people right now. The second group of people I want to pray for are people that would love to move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit the, it, to such a degree that where you're bringing words and knowledge, bringing words of of wisdom, and that you're operating in the gifts, not just the fruits. Okay. So I want to pray for those people that God to give you an insight, because because the gifts are free. Like it's like you don't even have to like you don't have to do anything to get it. It's like you didn't have to do anything to get it. I think sometimes we strive. Um, uh, I, I know Paul did say, strive earnestly for the best gifts. I think that's what he said, was it, Ross? Strive earnestly for the best gift. But I've striven for nothing in my Christian life at all. I'm like, God, if you want to do it, I'm available. On the first day I got born again, I started operating in the word of knowledge, okay? The first day I was a Christian, I went to my workplace. This will help, actually. This will help. Because I think a lot of people think we've got to be something special to have all of these gifts operating. You just have to be you. God loves you. Yep. That, that I mean, let's not just use that verse for winning the loss. For God so loved. Yes. Like, flip. He's so loved. Somehow I got that, and I think it was his favorite kid. I don't know why that is, but whenever I'm in a crowd... I think God loves me more than anybody else who's in the crowd. I, that, that may be arrogance, I don't know what that is, but that's how I live, okay? Maybe it's because my mother loved me, I don't know. But I just feel that God lo- so loves me. The day I got born again, I got born again at 10.30 at night, sorry. So the next morning at 10.30, I started operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now people would say to me, how the heck did you know? No, I didn't know. I just started living the passion that was inside me. And so I went to my workplace and I had a whole heap of guys. I had 16 guys working for me at the time. And I called a meeting and I said, I became a Christian last night and you're all going... Now, don't ever do this in evangelism. And you're all going to hell and I'm going to heaven. Now, I was unlearned at that time. And and then they looked at me, kind of... They called me mad. They thought I'd gone mad. Because we used to be smoking dope together every night. And uh, and then they said, Mac, you've gone mad. What the heck are you on about? And I said, here's the, here's the thing that's going to destroy you guys. Is And I said this. I remember saying, pointing to one of them, a friend of mine called Gary. And I pointed to Gary and I said, here's what you were doing last night. You were smoking dope in the back room of your house. And he's like, how did you know that? Now, that's really... I've always been surprised at that because the night before I was in the back room of his house smoking it with him that's what we did every night so it was barely like it was barely significant it was like Gary this is what you would and he thought I'd had a word of knowledge and I thought I did too and so I've just operated in ever since it's like I'm just going to tell you this one more story before we get through this praying for you because this is significant. I'm with a guy called Jürgen Matesius. I don't know if you know him or not. Jürgen Matesius and us are driving down to Hamilton and we call in at Huntley to get a burger. I think it was a burger we went for. And just as we pulled in to get the burger, a gang of bikies pulled up and Jürgen said, I'm not getting out of the car. (laughs) And I said, why not? He said, because they'll kill us. And I said, mate, we're only going for a burger. We're not picking a fight. And he said, but if we go in there, they'll do us. And I said, nah, mate, we're just going to get a burger. What could go wrong? We're just going to get a burger. Anyway, so in we go, and we're getting a burger. And as I'm getting the burger, God somehow, this is where we're hearing the voice of spirit, eh? So God says to me, see the biggest, blackest, ugliest guy over there? I want you to go tell him that I love (laughs) him. Now that's as ridiculous that would make you laugh. It's ridiculous. We're going to die. I said to Jürgen, you're not going to believe this. God told me to go and tell that huge guy with all the tats and all the face totally tatted up and the shades on that he loves them. And Jürgen said, mate, I'm out of (laughs) here. He said, what I'll do is I'll go outside and warm the car up. If you, do, if you do make it out the door, we'll be ready to go. So even your Christian buddies won't stick with you through this stuff. So I go, and how do you do that? You know, he's like this tall and he's big and he's not pretty. And uh, so I go up beside him. And how do you even approach these guys, you know? You know, it's not like you're going to go up in front of his face because that's immediate smackdown. (laughs) And these guys are intimidating, I tell you. So I walked up. Here's what I did. I came up beside him and I just sort of nudged him. Excuse me, sir. We don't know each other from a bar or so. But I was just buying a burger over there. And I'm a Christian. And God came to tell me to come and tell you that he loves you. Who are you? Who sent you? Who told you to say that to me? That's how it was, man. I thought I was going to die right there. <laughs> and he had bad breath too. And 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 that's what he said to me. And he just barked these orders at me. And I thought, man, I'm down. I'm gone. And stupidest thing you could do. And then I said, God told me to come and tell you. I said, I've never met you, mate. I don't know anybody. I just walked in here to get a burger. And God told me to come and tell you he loves me. And next thing. I see tears coming out from under the wraparound shades. And this guy, they don't cry. What the heck? He's probably never cried in his life. But tears are coming down. And then he removes the glasses. Then he looks at me. And he says, who really told you to tell me that? And I said, mate, honestly, God so loves you. He sent me here today to come and tell you that. He said, do you know that last night my mother told me, son, You're going to die if you're in those gangs any longer. And God loves you. It's time to get your life right with God. And he said this to his mother. He said, Mom, I'm sick of hearing you say that. If God really loves me, he'll send someone I don't know to tell me that he loves me. Thank God I'm tuned in. Thank God I'm tuned in. And Jürgen has probably told that story all over the world, even though if it was up to him, it wouldn't have happened. (laughs) Which I like reminding him of that when I go to his church. I tell his whole church, got a massive church in San Diego, I say, if it was up to Jürgen, the guy would have gone to hell. But thank God for an evangelist like Don McDonough. Anyway, I just like doing it. Anyway, so I tell you that story, though, that I believe as you stand here today, I believe God's going to unlock your ears to hear his voice that you've never heard it before. I'm going to ask you to do this today. I'm going to ask you, and if anybody else needs to get up on here, get up on here right now. But if you need to forgive anybody, forgive them right now. I pray a spirit of forgiveness come across here right now. That will help us, Lord, to forgive, forget, and get over it. And live, Lord, because our forgiveness is only poisoning, our unforgiveness, sorry, is poisoning ourselves. So I pray right now, God, that you'd let an anointing come upon this crowd right now that would unlock supernatural giftings in their life, that would unlock men and women across this city and wherever they go, that they would see salvation in Jesus' name. So, Father, I pray right now, let there be an imparting anointing that comes on this group right now in Jesus' name. Why don't you lift your hands up right now? It's like, here, Daddy God, I'm ready. I'm ready to receive. I'm hungry for you. And I ask you right now, I make the shape of a right now fill me with your anointing tonight i want to receive a breakthrough anointing of the gifts of the holy spirit that would bring a powerful powerful breakthrough in the light of every person i meet god that i would see souls come into the kingdom in jesus name, that i would destroy the works of the evil one and see the love of god portrayed across my world in jesus name. this young man here man and i'll tell you right now there's an anointing on you and in jesus name Lord, I impart an anointing tonight that would burn in your heart and that you would be an evangelist who would see the lives of thousands of young men and women saved in Jesus' name. Oh boy, that just, in fact, God just said to me as I said that, and don't did it just be young men and women because when the anointing of God comes upon you, it never is locked into an age group. It's never locked into an age group. I lead young men to Christ. I lead little kids to Christ. In my private world, this is, and God says you're going to reach people who are a lot older than you, God's going to give you a compassion for that and you're going to see it in Jesus' name. Get ready for it. Holy Ghost right now, let the anointing of the Holy Spirit right across every person tonight. God, I thank you for the impartation right now. I thank you for the release. Boy, oh boy, the gift of the Holy Ghost. In fact, as you go, go with the power of God on your life in a new way. In Jesus' name. There it goes. In Jesus' name. Such as I have, I give you tonight. In Jesus' name. Anointing, man. The anointing is so powerful powerful here and in jesus name just receive that right now receive that god's unlocking us in your life tonight in jesus name unlocking the supernatural gifts of the holy spirit there it goes in jesus name just receive it right there right there right there right there holy ghost now in jesus name receive in jesus name in fact god's given the ability to hear his voice in a very, very tangible and clear way: the ability to hear his voice, the ability to tune in, and, and and not to be condemned. The devil is a great condemner. It's his voice you hear. All condemnation is from the enemy, and 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 uh, Paul said. Um, I can't remember what he said now, but there is now therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. So anything in your chatterbox or in your ears that you would hear an inner voice or whatever it is that would be negative or would be conflicting to what I've said tonight is a lie of the pit of hell and the power of God comes on you tonight to operate in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, anointing on our Lord God. Yeah, oh boy, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I reckon God is going to use you in a very powerful way to bring words of knowledge to people. Now, I'm going to tell you right now: get ready for an anointing to come on your life. I, I just, just as I stood here, I saw you walking up to people and bringing very sharp, distinct, and discerning words of knowledge that unlocked lives. Get ready for there's a greater on you right now in Jesus name I release that on you right now and in Jesus name as you flow in that and these hands these hands are going to bring healing these hands you're going to lay hands on the sick and you're going to see people literally healed you're going to see people so touched with the presence of God that the power of God would flood through their being and they'll walk away even if they don't get saved they're going to walk away never the same again that's happening right there thank you Lord God for a great oh boy beautiful anointing on your life just take it in Jesus name Go for it, evangelist in Jesus' name. Yes. Holy Spirit, anointing of evangelism on you right now. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for a greater harvest, a great fruitful harvest in Jesus' name. People you've been praying for right now, get ready for them to get saved in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for this mighty man of God, this man who has a passion for the hearts and souls of men and women. I pray right now, Lord, for a Fresh dimension and a greater power in everything you put your hand to to do in that field. Thank you, God. Boy, oh boy, God, you are so awesome. God, I feel your anointing here. Here it is. Such as I have, I give it to you. I just give it to you in Jesus' name. Give it to you right there. Take it. I feel it all over me tonight. The anointing. The anointing. Boy, more for you. More for you. In Jesus' name, God, you're going to walk out here with me. You're going to walk out here with a distinct. Breakthrough in the word of knowledge in Jesus' name. Gifts of the Holy Spirit operating in your life in Jesus' name, Lord. I release it right now. Holy Spirit, let the power of God flood through your life tonight in Jesus' name. Bless and love this Lord. dear lady. I think I saw you on the TV screen yesterday. Oh, was it someone else? Sorry, That's was it wasn't you. It you? was your friend thing. then, must be your twin, God. I thank you. God, I just thank you for this woman's heart, man. I tell you, the anointing's all over you, sister. You take it because God's going to unlock. I see you literally leading people yeah. in the sinner's prayer. Broken people getting saved. Man, Jesus. get ready for that. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Shanda Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for every person I've prayed for tonight. I thank you right now, God, that we would never, ever get... Um, Arrogant, that we'd never ever get get pride about this, but, God, that we would always operate in the freedom of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. Is that what we're talking about? Who else here needs a baptism of the Holy Spirit? Man, that would be... In fact, I've really stuffed up tonight because I should have asked who needs to get saved. Do you know how... Do you know when I do that four-hour evangelism thing, it's four and a half hours, okay? And um, so it's, it's normally a day thing that we do and we have a break in between. But the amount of times I've done it and I've said, before we go any further, I want to know who needs to give their life to Christ. And boy, we've led so many people to Christ in these things while we've done it. And I remember one day just in the first session, a girl started crying right in the middle. Then next thing she fell off her chair and started writhing around like a snake on the floor and then she got saved in jesus name so it's pretty powerful so if anybody here tonight and you feel man i'm not even right with god i need to get my heart right with god i need to get saved please come up right now while we're praying for these people to get baptized in the holy spirit okay okay come on come on. that's not you you're not no come over here okay baptism in the holy spirit okay is that what we're talking here Sorry? I'm the gifts one. Gifts, okay. Yeah, have... You're here for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'll take it all. Take it all, that's the way to go. The oh, same as me, take it all. Um, so um, how long have you been a Christian? I don't know. Don't know. So I came back in August okay. last year. Okay, yeah. so you don't speak in tongues? I do. You do? Yeah. Okay. Be here to get filled with the Holy Spirit, okay? Okay, that's all cool. Both lift your hands to the Lord. Here comes the anointing right now. In Jesus' name, God, I want to thank you right now for the power of your Spirit. I thank you, Lord God, that we would acknowledge tonight and recognize that we need to be filled to overflowing. Because your word declares that out of the overflow, the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And the Spirit moves. And so, Father, as I lay hands on these folk tonight, I pray right now. In fact, here it comes right now. Just total filling to overflowing in the Holy Spirit with the gifts operating in his life in Jesus' name. Lord, oh, God, I want to thank you right now that you are so powerful. God, you are so powerful and you are so releasing and you are so generous. And God, I pray right now, let there be an overflow. Let there be an overflow in Jesus' name. I declare that over your life. I declare that over your circumstances. And I pray right now in Jesus' name, where there's been any condemnation that it has gone today, and that in Jesus' name right now, freedom flow through your heart in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. name. There it is, Dalitha. Just take that right now. This is just an anointing all over your life flow in that you are awesome and God has an awesome plan for your life take more in fact more 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 Filler fill it overflowing Lord overflow this girl thank you Jesus hallelujah well guys um, I just want to say I love you thank you for coming out tonight I honour you for it and uh, I think if we can just put into practice just begin to do it you know it's not hard and don't make it hard all you got to do is be normal natural and flow in the gifts okay it's a natural thing to lead people to christ very natural incidentally that day i was telling you at my workplace where i came in there and told them they're all going to hell and you've been smoking dope in the back room last night Gary went out that night this was they all called me an idiot and they told me I'd gone crazy but Gary went out surfing that night which is something we used to do incidentally we'd go and have a smoke and then we'd go surfing incidentally Gary and I had just planted an entire planta- plantation of marijuana that we were going to come millionaires out of and uh, we'd just planted that on the back of my dad's farm and uh, so God had a plan here so that night after we finished work, Gary went out surfing, as we used to do. I didn't, I went home. Gary arrived at my place at about 10.30. This is exactly one day after I got born again. Gary arrived, knocking, on a knock on my door. I went down, and here's Gary with his eyes as big as saucers. And he says, you're right. You're right about this. We hadn't even read that verse in the Bible yet. But he said, we hadn't even got there. You imagine the joy when we found the verse in the Bible where Jesus walks on water. Because he said, I was out surfing tonight, and he said, Jesus came walking across the water right to where I was surfing and told me that Don is right. Go and tell him you want to get me in your life. And Gary arrived there, and he told me that story. We hadn't even read the verse where Jesus walks on. You imagine, about two weeks later, we're reading where Jesus walked on the water out to where Peter was. We danced. I mean, we, we, went, we had an insane Indian war dance all around my lounge just on the fact that it had actually happened before. Anyway. Let's oh, give a little eh? <laughs> Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.